Happy Christmas, everybody. Um, I, I know the Dykes came in a little bit after we'd looked at some presents, so I don't know if any of the Dykes want to show us their Christmas presents, because you missed out on that. Luke. Luke's coming, at least. Uh, you need to come here so that the people on Zoom can see. That's what we're doing this morning. So, yes, come up here. And what have you got? I'm not sure about the look of some of this, but um, tell us, Luke. Oh, I've got Super Mario Kart from Christmas. Um, a Super Mario Kart. Excellent. And the thing that I'm slightly concerned about... Uh, a, nerf a Nerf gun. Excellent. Go on, then. Are you going to demonstrate it to us? Your mum's sitting there. You could, does it go that far? You could try, couldn't you? See if, oh, you hit somebody. Sorry, Stephanie. Excellent. Right, well, that's the highlight of the morning, I think, so far. The Nerf gun. Thank you. Brilliant, Luke. Um, yes, come and get your, your Super Mario Kart. At least there's no Arsenal merch. We had some Arsenal merch from the other side of the room. Um, what about your brother and sister? Anything you'd like to show us? No. You're beyond all that, yes. Right, excellent. Okay, well, um, uh, I, a few weeks ago I had my first Christmas cracker. Have you had a Christmas cracker yet? Uh, and and uh, if, you're, if you're a bit funny about rodents and mice and things, turn your eyes away now. Um, but So there's a picture coming on the screen, I hope. Um, but there, this was the joke in the cracker. What do angry rodents send at this time of year? What do angry rodents send at this time of year? It's not hard. Cross mouse cards, obviously. Just hold that not very profound thought in your mind, um, and we'll come back to that. We'll take that. I don't think this is working, Rob, so just move that onto the blank slide. It is now? Yes, it is. Excellent. Right. Now, we've had lots of nativity sets this year. I don't know, those of you who've walked by the front of the church or sat in the cafe area might have noticed that there's two nativity sets this year. Um, did anyone notice what they are? There's a Playmobil set, again, courtesy of our friends with the Arsenal merch. And, uh, and there's also another nativity set... I need a chair. Yes? The knitted one. Yes, fantastic. And then this morning we've had a, a sock nativity. And at the risk of overdoing things, I've got another nativity set to show you that I have made this week. And um, yes, gasps of amazement from my family. But um, this is a topical nativity set. And uh, I'll, I'll, let me know what you think of it. Uh, so it's all made out of face masks. <laughs> so I have, um, I have baby Jesus. There's a slide, actually, for those on Zoom who will probably struggle. I did take a photo of it, if you could move that on, Rob. So we've got baby Jesus. We've got... I um, don't know how well they'll stand up here. Oh, there you go. You've got uh, Mary. We've got an angel. Not sure if the angel will... Yes, she's going to stay there. Um, we've got, this is Joseph, obviously. <laughs> it's not very flat on this chair. Whoa, hold on. Bear with me, bear with me. Yeah, he'll have to be propped up. And there's his top. And of course... Um, there is an animal, it's a slightly token animal, I think. I'm not sure whether it's a donkey or a cow or a sheep. 
Um, but there it is. Of course, you, you do know that the only animal that actually appears in the Bible accounts of Christmas is sheep. Thank you. The donkey isn't actually mentioned, although we do love donkeys in our house. Now, um, so here is, my, here is my yet another nativity set. And I thought, well, this is, well, how would you describe, you can be, you can be as uh, polite or not as you like. Um, how would you describe this? What words could we come up with? Imaginative, thank you. Yes, imaginative. Well, that's kind of you. Um, but I don't often get called that, particularly by my family. Imaginative or creative. But it makes us think, doesn't it? The first Christmas was, well, we're so used to this. We've already seen so many nativity sets. Um, it, it doesn't take much to evoke this sort of image of Jesus being born in a stable because we're so used to it. But for the, for the people for whom it, to whom it originally happened, it was... It was out of this world. It was, it was so surprising. It wasn't anything they'd ever expected. It was completely original and unique. It was on God's part. It's, it, saying God was imaginative in doing this seems almost slightly irreverent because he, he gave of himself so much. But it was, it was such an extraordinary, creative thing to do. And, and why did God do it? He did it to save us. He did it because he could see that we needed rescuing and he wanted to draw us to himself. Okay, thank you. So I've had a, a nice comment there, imaginative. Any other comments to make on my nativity set? Sorry? Get a life. Thank you, John. Um, <laughs> would you like to expand on that profound comment? No. Okay, right. Get a life. Well, some of you might be thinking... Um, it, it's a bit inappropriate. I mean, why would, you want, why would you want to portray Jesus with these symbols of our own... Well, we don't like face masks, do we? You're, 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 you're wearing them this morning um, because we, we need to and because we're told that they help us to stay healthy, but we don't like them. And so making a nativity set out of face masks seems a strange thing to do. But also, these face masks... Irritating though they are in every sense of the word, they are also a good thing, aren't they? They are, we are told, doing, doing us some good. That's why we're wearing them this morning. They are protecting us. And it's a reminder that this story um, is a story of God coming to help us in ways that um, we might find puzzling. We might at, find, at times find irritating or challenging. We might at times want to bypass it and not uh, do what the story is encouraging us to do. But it is a story that is told for our good. It's a story of events that happened for our own good. Right, so we've had the sublime to the ridiculous comment. Um, anyone else would like to... Dis thank you. It's disposable, thank you. It's disposable. We'll come back to that thought because, um, yes, these things, some of you are wearing nice fabric masks, but these masks that I've used are disposable masks. Um, it's also, let I'll feed you some thoughts. Chris, you might say, you've been very topical. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Uh, it's, it's a very topical nativity set, isn't it? It's a, it's a nativity set that tells the story in... In words that, well, if, if I'd shown this two years ago, you'd have stared at me in even more horror than what you're doing now, because it would have meant nothing, wouldn't it? So it's topical for the times in which we live. And this story, this story of Jesus and the shepherds and his mother and father uh, and the angels, it's a story that is 
so old, has been told so many times, and yet it is to be for us each year something new, something that relates to our lives, something that perhaps this year, in the midst of all our, our trouble, our uncertainty, our, our temptation to lose hope for the future, uh, is a story that once again, in a new way, brings us hope, brings us good news. Uh, you might have said, you might have said, Chris, your nativity is so fragile. And you'd have been right, it is very fragile. In fact, I can't even get the figures to stand up on a slightly wonky service. It's fragile. And that's another thought, isn't it? Jesus, the Son of God, the, the eternal Word of God, came to this earth. He was born in this, probably, a, it might not even have been a stable. It might just have been in open ground, maybe a cave or something. We just know that there was no room in the inn and that there was a, a manger there. But it was also fragile. He was born into this human life that was so fragile. In those days, a lot of babies didn't even survive, and particularly if they were born out in the open country, far away from their home. And God made himself one with us in all our fragility. And I think this year we're perhaps aware more than most of our fragility, aren't we? And Christ came to be not just with us, but one of us in our fragility. And 30 years later, his little body, which had now grown up into that of a man, was bruised and marred and tortured as he hung on a cross and was destroyed, his body. Made so fragile for us, making himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant we read in the Bible so that we might be saved. And of course, he then gloriously rose from the dead and now stands at the right hand of the Father, not with this fragile earthly body, and yet still with the wounds in his hands and his feet for us. Um, what else could we say? It's simple. It's monochrome, isn't it? It's all just pale blues and whites. And there's a danger, I think, that we think of the Christmas story in, those, in that sense, in a, in a slightly sort of, in a, in a rather one-dimensional or two-dimensional way. We think of it as something that happened, an, a nice story to tell, uh, a nice thing to celebrate once a year, but not something that is altogether real and full to us. Uh, I'm going to just put on the screen a, a wonderful passage from the beginning of John's first letter. So this is 1 John chapter 1, the first three verses. And John starts his letter to the church like this. So this was written some decades after Jesus had died and risen and gone back to heaven. But John is looking back on the time when he knew Jesus. And he says these words, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen, existed from the beginning. This baby in a manger, this fragile little life, is also the one who's existed from the beginning. We saw him with our eyes and we touched him with our hands. He is the word of the life. This one, this one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. Do you see all those, those words of those sensory words that John's using. I've, we've heard him, we've seen him, we've touched him, we've felt him. We knew what it was like to live with him, John says. 
This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. This little baby that we have, you might say slightly inappropriately this morning, represented in, in, a, in a face mask or a pair of socks, because these are the things we have. He is also the king of history, the lord of all creation. He is the one who is eternal life. There is no life unless we look at this baby in the manger in Bethlehem. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard. John's very, very keen to emphasize that he's actually, he's actually been with Jesus. He's actually felt him and touched him and seen him and heard him. And why are we telling you this? So that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here this morning. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Not just to remember some random event in history, but because this baby that we portray in whatever way we do is also a person with whom we can have a relationship, with whom we can come into fellowship. And that is the good news of Christmas. Jesus wants us to be in fellowship with him, to have a relationship with him. So Jesus is not just a cardboard cutout saviour in any sense of the word. But I want to come back to that word that somebody gave us. Disposable. These face masks are disposable, and we know it's becoming actually a bit of a problem. You, you see them lying around in the street and even in the countryside, don't you? Face masks. But, of course... This story is not a disposable story. Well, it is, because God always gives us the choice. We can just cast it aside. We can move on from Christmas and throw the story, in a sense, into the ditch. But that would be tragic, wouldn't it? That would be tragic and wasteful. Uh, it would not only be disrespectful for the God who gave himself to us so profoundly, but it would mean we missed out in such an extraordinary way on all that God wants to do for us. So um, we're about to finish our service. We're going to celebrate in a moment. We're going to celebrate the, the glorious significance of Jesus coming and being born in a manger. But I'd like to encourage you not to treat the Christmas story as disposable, but to enter into it, to say to God, yes, I want to be in relationship with you. I want to experience what John, writing that letter, really knew himself, what it meant to hear and see and touch and be in fellowship with you. So I hope you won't think this is too cheesy. But we started off with the, um, the cross mouse. Let's not have a cross mouse Christmas. But may I wish, miss, wish you a happy Christmas. And may I encourage you... When you put your mask on, as you wear your mask now, to remember, in all seriousness, to remember. To remember that this thing that you find so irritating and uncomfortable, but yet put on for your own benefit, you remember the Saviour who came to earth for us, to, who bore such discomfort and humility in order to save us from something infinitely worse than a virus. Happy Christmas to you all. And we're going to sing our last song.